0: the joy that you've got isn't of this earth it's from heaven and I thought my I really enjoy that are we on Sid? yeah ok the 17th of July John Cole speaking on God's working power on the inside enabling us to work it out woo that's good stuff isn't it? God's working power on the inside enabling us to work it out <coughs> it out his power his will his purpose for we've all been called we've been chosen i had nothing to do with it trust me you had nothing to do with it god has everything to do with you being called you're not here by accident you're not here by chance we don't live by chance even though some of us act like we're just throwing caution to the wind and sometimes we do like that. It's like it's a chance. But God says, I want my people to live conscious of me and my view and opinion of them and live not by accident, by default, but by purpose. That's what He says the church is meant to be to live by purpose. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. Yeah. The reason why I say can I get an amen, it's good for me to hear it, but it's good for you to hear it as well. Because that amen is saying, I'm agreeing. You're speaking to your heart now. Right now, you're speaking to your heart. And you're confirming what you're hearing, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God's word, you're agreeing with it, so your heart has got something to work off. Your heart's called the believer. That's my version of it. It's called the believer. We believe with the heart amen hallelujah praise god so if we turn our bibles to matthew 11 and verse 12 this is what it says here. I like in the amplifier. Can we get the amplifier on? From the New King James it says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violence, or the violent, take it by force. I've got the amplified there but I'm going to just turn around it says from the days of John the Baptist until the present time the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault violent assault and the violent men seize it by force as a precious prize a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and in tense exertion man the word violence and violence you would think would come from the same meaning but they don't they've got two different Greek meanings violent assault means to attack that's what's happening to the kingdom right now that's what's happening to the church right now there's a violent assault on on the church on the body of Christ you're part of it we are the church but it says the violent take it by force now that word means aggressive and energetic not passive not living by default not living by your emotions but you have set your heart on something that you believe the kingdom is Open the eyes of my heart that I might see. Jesus says you won't see it. You won't say here it is, there it is, but the kingdom of heaven is in you. It's in you. God doesn't want us to have a concept of something that was in the past or we're reaching in the present. He wants us to have this present reality of his kingdom. An ardent zeal and an intense exertion. You know what that means? W oh okay work now that work isn't the works of the flesh hang on we've been preaching that hang on we get nothing by works no I'm not contradicting what we preach this isn't the works of the flesh the works of the flesh are you trying to do something without God included in your own strength and ability Hebrews says that God has delivered us from dead works. That's the work of the flesh, dead works. The world are doing good dead works. Good people are doing uh, dead works. But yet the spirit in them is dead. So it don't produce anything that is good. But the works, it's not the work of the flesh, but it's doing something under the ability of the anointing. Of God's spirit on the inside of us. Philippines 2.13. The Amplified again, if we get that one up. I love the Amplified. I've just been reading it a bit more just because it's enriched. It really is. It gives you a, a better depth of things. Okay. 2.13. Th- I've got one here. See what we give our hearts to and attention to God has wired us in a way that our thoughts are connected with our hearts and our hearts will influence our choosing and it will affect our emotions we wired that way but because of the fall it reversed and really we think in a negative way in the flesh that's when we work in the flesh and therefore our emotions dictate our decisions because we're not thinking straight, we're not thinking kingdom it's not to do with your feelings it's to do with God's view and opinion first and foremost and then it says to be ardent, energetic, passionate give this kingdom attention what we give attention to becomes powerful it's not in your own strength it is God who is who is all the while effectually, that's a powerful word at work in you, energising and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight, there's work so we're not working to get something because grace or faith, faith Is a positive response to grace. That means faith response to something that's already there and something that's already been done. Amen. Amen. That's what grace is. Now we want God's grace and God's ability to work through us on the inside and to know it's already been done. The scripture says that we're seated in heavenly places right now, you're not seated in Druid's Eve. Yes, you are seated in Druid's Eve. But I mean, you, spiritually, you, as God sees you, you're not in Druid's Eve. You know what? You're already there. You've already achieved. Every one of us are already successful. We're already successful, even when we don't succeed because we choose not to. That sounds a contradiction, John. No, because God sees you successful. But, but, but what he wants you is to be energetic. And what it does to give God's word the value and the attention, it will energise. Energise you. Because it's God who works in you and through you to do his goodwill. To bring it to pass. So it means work. God is effectually at work, energising and creating in me right now the power and the desire to fulfil his works he's doing it for you he's doing it for you right now that I may do these good works God has predestined he's predetermined that's a strange word isn't it God has predetermined something and predestined it right now before it comes to pass our God is an awesome God Our God is a mighty God. Our Father is a God of construction, of purpose, and he doesn't live by chance. And he says, I don't want my children living by chance, but I want them to know. I want them to know who they are. And through knowing who you are, you'll start walking and living this out. See, God has given John Cole a free will. But what God wants John Cole to do and what he wants you to do is to choose and to use that free will to choose these will over my will that's powerful you know you know your will is so powerful that it can bring God's will and power on the inside of you to come to nothing to come to nothing because one We don't believe him. James says, faith without works is dead. Hang on. And someone says, hang on, but James is talking about you've got to earn salvation. He wasn't. James was saying, show me your faith and I'll show you my works. Because... I work and I do things because I'm saved and because I've got it not because I'm trying to get it. And he says if you say you're saved if you proclaim that you know God and you're a child of God how come you act as if you don't believe it by your actions? Because your actions are the fruit of the root of what you're drawing from. It's the proof. I believe, therefore I've spoken, Paul says. And once you speak something, they say, okay, show me. And this is what Paul done. He says, I don't come with persuasive words, but I come with a demonstration of power. That's God. Praise God, plenty of time. <laughs> he says, I'll say that, woo, whizzing right round. Can we just put our hands in the air one minute? And just say this after me. I, I have, I have been chosen by God. His plans for me have been predetermined. And he has, by his holy spirit. reveal them to me in his word word. that I might know who I am am. and God's view and opinion of me and and that I will work them out out. Amen, I'm going to work them out, Amen, that's right that's what God wants all the time what you've said there, you've engaged your will into god's view and opinion for it's god the hope of glory in our hearts god's view and opinion over my opinion that's the kingdom you won't say here it is there it is but that's the kingdom god has appointed us to bear fruit if you look in john 15 john 15 this is the one about the vine remember jesus says i am the vine you are the branches This is the one. This is a powerful one. Not saying that the others aren't powerful, but God is amazing. And to think, we've been talking about plants and life and how things originate on a Tuesday. And he talks about seeds. He talks about something that from a seed creates life. You know, Jesus, it says in him we live and breathe and have our existence. He's the true vine. He is the true vine. If you look in John 15, 16, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. You did not choose God, but he chose you. And he's appointed, there's another word for appointed, means anointed. He's anointed you to bear fruit, and this fruit will fade away. No, it says this fruit will remain. It's important to know, first and foremost, you're chosen. That's why it says, you say, God's chosen me. He's appointed you, he's got plans for you, and I'm going to... read those plans, I'm going to find out what they are, believe them and work them out it's important for us to know who we are and to know that we aren't in charge in charge of our old lives even though God's give us God has given us the blueprint the only way that we can default it is by not believing it if God says it's done it's a done deal, he wants us to believe it he doesn't want us to be passive Christians he doesn't want us to think we're we're saved, God loves me his grace is there I can do what I want grace isn't to do what we want it's to do what God wants in us that's what grace is Amen. find out the will of God, find out what pleases the Lord it says and do it I remember when I do something because I love my dad and if I done something that he knew about it would hurt me to think that he was upset because I know he didn't want me to do it now one it's wrong doing it but you know in the flesh that's how we are what mom and dad don't know we ain't gonna hurt them, But it's bad you feel bad when you do it but they don't know so therefore you carry on but when they do know he says, find out what pleases the Lord and do it. You know, God, this isn't putting a guilt trip on anyone, saying that God isn't pleased with you you're not do God is pleased with you. He's not happy that you're not believing. Because God has emotions. God is thinking. But he ain't happy when you don't believe it. Because what you're doing, we're calling God a liar by not behaving in that way. So God has appointed me, John Cole, to bear fruit. Amen? And he's appointed you. And if you look in verse 9, it says, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments and you abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love, These things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. And listen to this now. This must be important for Jesus to put it here. He says, This is my commandment. What's his commandment? In 12. That you love one another as I love you. That first and foremost, the church has got to love one another. Love one another. The church has got to love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has known man that he would lay down his life for his friend. And he mentioned this. And then he says you'll bear fruit. So love is the foundation of everything that we do. It's not about me doing things just for the sake of doing it. Because if you look in 1 Corinthians 13... It says, even though I give away to charity or burn my body, it profits me nothing if I'm not doing it in love. Love is the motivating thing that God wants to be the source of our motivation for doing things. Not to be seen by people or to look good or to get a pat on the back. Because it says, in the day, because our works are going to be tested anyway. And this isn't really a guilt trip to think that our works are going to be tested. We're not going to be judged for our sin to be dealt with. But our works are going to be tested. That means that I could do something, a lot of work, in the flesh. And it just ends up as a bag of ash. It can't mean nothing. That's why he says, love one another as I've loved you. You'll bear fruit and your fruit will remain. And it's the motivation of what we're experiencing. Because God has poured his love into our hearts. And to experience his love, really, is to spend time with God. Worshipping him. Knowing who he is. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, that I might know you. So love... is a foundation of what we want to build our lives upon it's not dead works it's not works but the fruit of the spirit is love John 15 9-12 love you don't have to turn to that it says abiding worship of God we're abiding in worship that's what we're doing now but in your private time when you're walking wherever you are at work we're abiding we're thinking about We're conscious that God is on the inside of us. Your presence is heaven to me. There is nothing in this world that can satisfy. Or is it the world that is satisfying us enough that we ain't got time for God? And in that loving attitude, we serve one another. Jesus says, serve one another. Look for opportunities to serve each other. That's what God wants. He wants us to have the attitude. And as I'm speaking now, I'm not speaking to say we're not doing it. Or we are doing it. I'm just saying this is what the word says. You've got a one-to-one with God and you know your own heart. And the Holy Spirit is there not to bring you down but to bring you up. Not to bring you down but to bring you up. And I believe in these times, I was speaking to Mark just now, and he was on about the church, he's coming together. We have made a pig's ear of the church. We've behaved despicable. We've messed it up. There's been selfishness. There's been arrogance. There's been all kinds of things. But where is the love? Where's the love? That's why Paul says, even if I do this, it doesn't mean nothing. If we haven't got the love of God, and I tell you, the only way you're going to know the love of God, one, if you focus upon God, experiencing His love, what He's done for us, He's poured His love into my heart. We've got the capacity to love. Serving one another. Looking for opportunities to serve one another. Looking for opportunities to serve one another. And I believe because of that, it will overspill into serving the community. It's got to start in the church first, hasn't it? And then it will overspill into the community. Because the scripture says the world's seen how they love one another, how they love one another and if someone doesn't like me how are they going to love the homosexual or someone of a different opinion of them if you can't love the lovable not that I am the lovable you ain't going to love the unlovable serious we can't love the unlovable because what we've got to be careful we don't get disillusioned and we become a clique we become religious dare I say where I'm saved and God loves me but there's no fruit of that there's no fruit of God loving us there's no experience of that God loving us God wants us to live selfless lives where it's not about me but it's looking at what I can do for someone else that's it. What it's about. Remember John, the acronym. What was it of John? Jesus first, others and yourself last. And where have I been caught on the back foot with that? This isn't to put no one down. This is because I, when I'm talking, I'm talking to me. has says it many times, and I know God says, you know, I'm holding you up to that, John. And you know what? God doesn't hold you up with a big stick. He holds you up with a smile because he knows he's empowered us to fulfil what we say. That's what it's about. It's the kingdom inside of me. Valuing it, knowing that God's given me the ability to walk this out and work it out. And this love is a verb. It's a walking out. It's a doing. It's a doing. It's because we are love that we love we're not trying to get loved, we are loved I'm not trying to be accepted and do this work so you accept me some people you're going to do things for and they're going to talk bad about you and it says in Peter I had it written down in Peter it says continue to do good Keep continue to do good and it says then when they ask for the reason why you believe give them a reason that they will be ashamed he says that they will be ashamed. You know what? They ain't going to be ashamed if you are hard to them and you can not give a rip about them. They'd say they're just like me. See, I'm justified in the way I feel about it because he's just like me. He's out for what he gets. He loves me when I do what he wants, but when I don't, or when I think differently, he don't know me. The church has got to be bigger than that. And that's what religion... See, religion will only want to do what you can do for them and you're of some value to them that's what religion does but when you're doing something when someone is thinking different to you and yet you're loving them jesus says you're washing feet there lord when did i see you naked lord when did i see when you gave that cup of water when you give that pound to that man on the street or, or when or whatever I'm just saying things, just throwing some things out. Where do we see that? You know, we could talk about doctrine all day, <laughs> all day long. We could talk about what's right, what's wrong. But if we ain't got love, what, what, what are we here for? It's just a waste of time. Doctrine is important. And because the church is so divided, because they don't believe what I believe, blah, 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 there's division. This division. Now, don't get me wrong, I believe that there's got to be unity in some kind of things. You've got to believe that Jesus Christ is God. You've got to believe that Jesus Christ died upon the cross and he was buried. You've got to believe that we're saved by grace through faith and not by law and our works. These are essential things that we've got to believe. And I believe those are crucial. But all the other things, so what? So what? So, what if he's got purple hair? Sorry to look at you, Chris. <laughs> so, what if he's got purple hair? So, what? So, what if that one's got tattoos? So, what? Or every time that one comes to church, the baby cries? So, what if that person sits in your seat? You know, these are stupid things, and no, it's true, we've experienced these, haven't we, Sid? people this brings division and you know what there's a dying world out there that don't know jesus and we're so hooked up sometimes we think we got it all together we got the truth and they haven't and there can be a piousness coming on us now when i say this i'm not saying this is what we are but i'm saying we have got to be careful that we don't deceive ourselves we have got to be careful we don't deceive ourselves Because that deception of religion can bring you into a comfort zone that takes you into bondage. That we become insensitive to the things of God. And God doesn't want us to be insensitive. See, energetic, ardent, zeal, violent. Not violent in kicking the wall and being loud. That violence is passionate. I know what I believe and I'm walking this out for it's God who's put it in me and through me to do his good will I know what his will is I'm doing it I'm going to shake off this selfishness which is I'm looking at my insecurity which is a slander upon the resurrection God says what are you looking at them for they've been nailed to the cross those insecurities are your flesh that was never good anyway I've nailed them to the cross Amen. and I'm looking at the resurrection life and power that is in me, that God has exerted in me this life and this power if you read Philippians 2.13 in the Amplified and meditate upon that, it's amazing Colossians 1.3.13 how God has delivered us out of the dominion the domain of darkness and translated us brought us into his son whom He love in whom we have redemption through the blood there's a distinction those who are in the flesh are in the darkness religions in the darkness it's no good to anyone but god says you've been brought out of that darkness those dead works and you've been translated into my son what was his son doing jesus christ 10 Acts 10 38 or 39 it says Jesus, Jesus Christ who was anointed by God went around doing good and healing all who was oppressed of the devil Amen. <coughs> healing all went around doing what does doing mean? working doing, looking, but love this season doing, getting out there he was sitting in the synagogue preaching all the time you know what they threw him out of there he were not welcome there, <laughs> but he went. If you look, at, if you want to see what God's like, just look at Jesus. See what people he sat with. See his motive. See the way he treats people. See the places he goes. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. You know, God says, Jesus says, You are the salt. You are the light. A light doesn't hide itself under a bush, but a light has a purpose to shine. You've got a purpose to shine, to be salt, and to be light. The church isn't a place where we come and feel good about oh, my life. That's part of it. It's not to hide from the world, but to be equipped and to be anointed to use the salt and the light and to go out into the world. That's what the church is. It's to be equipped and to know what I am equipped for. A light, if it doesn't shine, it's a waste of time being a light bulb. When you squeeze an orange, orange juice comes out. Sometimes you get orange juice and you throw them away. That was a waste of an orange. No one ever tasted that juice. And this is what God says I've filled you with my life. We've been talking about the church. We we did in a um, couple of months back, or some months ago. Anyway, last year was it? Last year. See how time goes so quick. <laughs> and we've been talking about being equipped. How God has called some to be pastors, some prophets, some ministers, some, and different gifts. And we've talked about the church. How it's really ripped the people off where it's come. Where there's someone at the front. They come and hear and he's spouting off all this information. And people just sit there, take it and they go on. And there's no transformation. But because they're not expecting to have any transformation. They've just got to listen to someone speak about the word. That was never meant to be the way of the church. It was, like I said, to come and to know that you've been equipped and to know that you've been gifted. And to get out there. Lord Jesus who went about doing good. healing those who was oppressed of the devil. Because those who were oppressed of the devil. The ones at the place where we've been transferred from. Out of darkness. And into his son who made the that means if, he's, if, we, if I'm in the son whom he loved, that means his son's in me and he loves me as much as a son. Love should motivate us. That's why I mentioned love should be the motivating thing that drives us to do something. And that's what I believe this church I'm with freeze about. It's about love being the motivating thing that drives us to do something. I don't want to get to the place where I get so familiar with God in, this, in, in reading his word or being a Christian that my heart becomes deceived and I just become slowly a religious person. I've not been saved and picked up to be condemning people who don't think, who are not saved, who are not like me. But I've been saved to show the salt and the light of the grace of Jesus Christ for people. That's the driving force that God has. Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to sit down and to do one thing. No. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach the good news could we have that up Sid? Isaiah 61 (laughs) see if you want to know what what the head's like we've got to know what the body's like jesus or the word of god calls us the body of christ it says jesus is the head of the church which is the body so if the church is doing one thing Imagine how deformed that body would look. We have got to be in sync with the, in line with the, with the head. The head is the hope, it's the brains, it's the thoughts. it's the power. It's the one that calls the shots because he knows what he's doing. We don't know what we're doing without God. We don't know what we're doing without his word. We don't know what we're doing. Isaiah 61 Okay. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor, and the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up. Sent John Cole? What a privilege that God send John Cole. He sent John Cole, and you put your name there. He sent John Cole or sent me to bind up and to heal the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical physical and spiritual captives and the opening of the prison and of the eyes of those who are bound spiritual and physical meeting a spiritual need you know some people don't want to give a big, what John I want to say but I tell you what they give a rip what John Cole does. And I've heard the right after that, if they want to share what John Cole wants to say about the good news. Because someone once says, preach the gospel. And if necessary, sometimes use words. It ain't about what I say, because when I get my reward, God ain't, ain't going to be so much what I've been saying. It's what I've been doing. What have I been doing? with that love. Now that we've found love, what are we going to do? Was the song written? What, what are we going to do? I'm going to speak this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And I believe right now, and I'm speaking for myself, because it says sometimes the heart can grow dull of hearing. It's a scripture. The heart becomes dull. You know why? Because we don't give attention to God's word enough or we're not focusing on God enough that when we come to the word it's full and it's still, and we ain't hearing and what we do we can behave in a way where we do things and come to church and do this and do that but we did in our works. I could be dead in my works and doing I could be I want my attitude to be Lord this is for you why am I doing it? That my attitude is going to be why am I doing this Lord and sometimes I'm not, I'm not saying you're always going to feel like you want to do something because it's not about feelings it's about giving attention to truth because the truth is a truth whether I feel it or not the truth is a truth whether I do it or not but Jesus says you will know the truth and the truth will set me free so once we give God's word his kingdom, his view and opinion, the attention, and we educate ourselves, get the word in, read in the word, this truth begins to work itself out. You know, work the word and it will work for you. And that's the truth. But even more than that, it's what you believe about the word will work for you. God could put everything down in black and white which he has God could stand in front of me in the form of Jesus Christ and say something but if I don't believe it it's not going to work for me blessed are those who haven't seen me yet believe. Amen. I haven't seen Jesus but you know what his word is there his spirit is in me I know that I'm born again I know I'm not of this world I know sometimes I don't act in the way I should. And if we're honest, we'll all put our hands up. But you know what? We've got something that's combating that. Jesus, he acted perfect as he should always. That's what amazing grace is. Even when I miss it. But what God's looking for, where's the love? Love is the motivating thing. That drives us to so seeing people out there. Some someone at work. Do something good for him that you haven't done. Do something good. In John 17, it said, I pray that you sanctify him. He said that I pray that you won't take him out of the world, but that you'll keep him from the evil one. Some people of this escape mentality come Lord, Lord I tell you, don't know the people I'm going to work with they're a bunch of evens, when you they come, you're going to burn and someone was talking like this to me yesterday they're going to rot, they're going to fry and I don't want to be a man in them come Lord, take me on the rapture you know, Jesus didn't say I pray that the rapture would happen right now he says, I pray that you sanctify and keep them. And you keep them from the evil one. We're not saved just to go up, we're saved to go in. Oh, yeah. We're saved to go in. We are planted in that place because there's a bunch of evens. That when a bunch of Christians come, maybe God will be no, get out.' I'm going to send you to another place <laughs> where there's a bunch of earth groups lost and confused. Because I don't want to take you in the cushion place. Because the anointing will be wasted in it. It's for where there is no light. Where there is no power. Where there is no love. Where there is no reality of God. Truth is God. You know what truth is? Truth means God's reality. And they don't know him. And God says, John, if you profess another truth, you profess you know my reality. I've anointed you to go out and to show that reality. You are fully equipped. You lack no good thing. You've got everything. What's the problem? There ain't no problem, is there? What did I say about the will? I'm going to end on this. The most powerful thing the God, besides His word, has given us, is a will that says, as Jesus says in the garden, Lord is there another way? No. But yet, your will be done, willingly he put the Father's will over his desire, he didn't want to die. And so God says I want you to willingly say your will be done, because God doesn't want robots." He's made us his sons and daughters. We will experience his love. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Okay, thanks, Sid. Hallelujah.